Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And thanks for joining us for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson, and we're here to bring you information, enlightenment. What else can Insights, we call it? Insights. Magic. Magic? Yes. We, yeah, we can do that, too. <laughs> we're a company that works with churches. We normally provide tech solutions. We have streaming video. We have mobile apps. We have church management systems and websites and other stuff, which we'll get into later, because really what you want to know today is what we're going to talk about. Yes, what are we talking about? We're talking about why you, as a pastor, need a leadership team. Oh, okay. Now, I'm sure that everybody listening to this podcast, it's a pastor, associate pastor, you've probably got some kind of a group of people board, church board, you might call them a church leadership team, might call them a senior leadership team. Uh, But what I'm kind of aiming for with this podcast is to kind of go over some things that uh, you might want to (laughs) reevaluate your leadership team a little bit and make sure you've got the right people in the right places. What's the old saying? They're they're on the right bus, but they might be in the wrong seat on the bus. Yes. Who made that famous? I don't remember. I don't know. Somebody. It was a John Maxwell. I don't know. I don't. Know. I use it a lot, but it's easy to have a group of people together, but sometimes uh, you can have the wrong people involved. Right. And so some of this is twofold. So the purpose of this podcast twofold is to you know if you're maybe reorganizing the are these are some things you should consider. You might want to consider. Uh, and you might disagree with some of this, so we'd love to get some feedback from you if you disagree, right? Right. So uh, we're gonna, we're going to go over seven reasons. Why yeah, probably you seven. Have a strong leadership team, or some seven aspects of a yeah, and, of a leadership team. And I guess what I'm trying to say here too is that uh, maybe you've got a board, but maybe you need to consider having a leadership team. I, I don't know. Every every church is so different, right? And we have lots of customers that. They're, they're just different as night and day as how they do church. And I'm not saying there's a right way or a wrong way, but I'm saying there there maybe are some effective ways, more effective ways right. to do things. A... So let's just jump into it. Uh, John Maxwell, uh, I used to be a big John Maxwell fan. I honestly haven't read much material lately from him, but he's been around the block. And he calls what we're talking about here the law of the inner circle. And what he means here is that, you know, if you look at any highly effective leader, you're going to find somebody who surrounds himself or herself with a strong inner circle, Mm -hmm. people around them. And so in the church, a smart leader looks for or raises up other leaders to work with. I've always kind of had this principle, and I don't know where I got it. I didn't get it from John Maxwell. I think I got it from the first guy I started doing ministry with. Back in the late 70s. <laughs> I've been around for a while. So I've always been looking for people. I've always looking for people to, to take responsibility. You know, if, uh, and we'll get into some of the qualifications at the end here. So are you with me so far? I am with you so far. You look bored. Yes. Are I know. I was okay. just, I was thinking back, you know, I've got some ministry experience as yes, well as some, um, what do you call it, commercial experience, large right. corporation. And you do. It's really important to... 
you know, I became a mid-level manager. And to, it's the team you bring around you that will really influence how well you do as an organization. It's true. And uh, the old saying, I think, is accurate. We are truly only as strong as our team. Right. So I think that's true in church work, too. Although there are some people there, it's kind of a one-man show or a one-woman show. But right. it's not. In, and that's we're not that's, healthy. I yeah, we're going to get into I think a little bit of that. Yeah, I some think of we the are. benefits of having a good team. And, I think so. So let's just jump into it. Now that we've taken five minutes here to. Yeah. To so the first ourselves. on our list is that it forces you to raise high capacity leaders. I think it forces you to raise up high capacity leaders, and and what I'm getting at here is. Uh, I, I'm always on the lookout for in my church is people coming in and they might be new, but they're coming for a while. And I'm looking at, at, okay, you know, I get to know them a little bit and I'm always looking for people who want to be involved and, and they may not always want to just jump into being leaders, but I want to gently kind of maybe move them in right. that direction. And so I'm looking for people that are, you know, like we just said here in this point, high capacity people, people that, you know, have maybe a track record of success in their past. Right. And a lot of times just speaking with some of these people, getting to know them, mm -hmm. you can quickly discern whether they are the best and the brightest and uh, yeah. that they're really a capable leader. Yeah. And, and, you know, everybody in church, I mean, everybody's valuable. I mean, we're not, you know, I'm, but we're talking here specifically about somebody that might be on yeah, a leadership well, it's, team. It's a gifting, right? Yeah. So there's We have people that want to be on our leadership team at my church, and eh, they're not really qualified. They're great people. They're wonderful people. They're right. not leaders. Yeah. And so you want leaders. And, and so you're, if you have a leadership team or you're considering having a leadership team or considering organizing or reorganizing, you know, it forces you to look. You know, and to, to raise be, up to be scouting, scouting, and, and then maybe take some of these people on your wing a little bit, right. and and begin to give them some small doses dosages of responsibility mm -hmm. and leading, and see how they do. I don't know, but I think it's it's one of the the things I think we need to look at. So let's move on. So if you have a leadership team, the second point would be rather than bottlenecking decisions through one person or one leader, it brings in additional leaders to help you as maybe the senior pastor shoulder the load. Mm -hmm. uh, or even if you're an executive pastor, you know, raising up a leadership team in conjunction with your senior pastor. Uh, now I know that this can work both ways. Yes. You I was have... thinking the other side of that where, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't just yeah. go to the senior pastor and get an answer. I've got to go to the senior pastor, get an answer. And then I got right. to wait through some bureaucracy. Well, of, yeah, and, and we'll get into that later. But but if you've got a leadership team that's working well together, uh, I think it in the long run it's better. It does slow things down usually, uh, unless you've got certain leaders delegated right. for certain areas. But but I think it does maybe slow things down a little bit. But, but uh, sometimes you can work with a leader who's just overwhelmed. And if it's, if it's a one-person show – they're overwhelmed with decisions, right. and a lot of times they table those decisions because they're overwhelmed. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's on our list or not, but it, it's you're going to get better decisions too. Well, that's what's so, on, yeah, it's on the list. Oh, it is that, on the list. On huh? the list. But okay. so, so, you know, it, it 
it won't bottleneck if you've got a good team put together and you've got people that understand their roles right. and are in unity, which we'll get into it a little bit here. And then I think things can move along smoothly. Right. Is it going to be a little slower than, than one person always making the decisions? Probably so. But uh, that leads us to the next point, and that is if you have a leadership team, it's going to keep your church from making these stupid decisions <laughs> or spontaneous decisions that may not work out so well. Uh, I, I've worked with people that they made these spontaneous decisions, and it was not good in the long run. Mm-hmm. And so a leadership team many times can keep you from making dumb right, decisions. You're going to bring in a bunch of different perspectives mm-hmm. and experiences and right. um, that will be able yeah. to, yes, add to the value of the decisions that are coming out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those things I think are good. Uh, and yeah, it might slow the process down a little bit, but if it's working as it should be, it won't be terrible. It shouldn't right. be terrible. And we'll get into that because I know some people are listening right now going, well, <laughs> You know, you don't know my church leadership team or my board. It's terrible. And and uh, I've had some experience with those things, and it can be bad, but there's ways where you can fix that, hopefully, mm-hmm. where it's not as a painful experience. All right. So where are we at so far? All right. So I'm not sure if it's on our list or not, but it kind of along the same topic is um, that you said spontaneous and stupid decision. Actually, also – which should help prevent you from ending up someplace that you really don't want to end up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of times the senior leaders got all the power and all the votes. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just thinking of existing churches that have uh, found themselves or senior pastors that found themselves in trouble. Yeah. Had they had a stronger leadership team around them, exactly. they probably would have been able to avoid the issues that, they now face. Right. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I certainly understand that. All right. So let's move on to number four. So number four is uh, it will give your members or your congregation and, and the rest of the church staff uh, a little more confidence in the leaders of the church. So it's, in other words, it's not, if you have a leadership team, the whole thing is not driven by one person. Right. Or one guy or one gal makes all the decisions. Right. If there's other people around that they can trust, yes, it gives them more confidence. Right. And it, it encourages them. Because the, the congregation, if the, the longer they're around, they're going to get to know both the strengths and the right. weaknesses and the yeah. preferences of that senior leader. Right. And they could easily predict, oh, if we, through this decision or through this opportunity out there, they'd either jump all over it or or shoot it down immediately based on right. you know their personal biases but to get a, a broader team to rely on. Yeah. So yeah and, and I think it gives you more confidence. Yeah and I think a healthy leadership team also you know will support and we'll get into this at the end here, but but will you know support the senior leader, the senior pastor and and that's protection for for the senior pastor too. There's a protection there. Right. For him or her as well, which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, but yeah. So, all right. So, uh, as we go through this thing, why you need a leadership team, it forces you to raise up high capacity leaders. You're looking for, you know, people that are proven leaders or moving in that direction. Uh, it should theoretically slow down a bottleneck if it's working right. Helps your church, keeps your church from making spontaneous decisions that they might regret. And it would give the congregation and the rest of the church staff confidence. And number five, 
It increases good communication among staff and volunteers. So this comes down to every key leader is going to have, you know, a role and has, you know, information, the correct information to to help his or her team. So, uh, again, this could go either way. <laughs> I mean, you could have, you know, we, you and I were just talking about this before we came on. You know, communication is so important. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of people asking us questions because uh, we have, you know, we have several products and we, you know, tech related for the most part. And so we get people asking us questions and they're not really sure what they're asking or they're not good at communicating oh, what yeah. their need is. And so we're forced to kind of guess, okay, what are they really asking us? Yes. <laughs> uh, very common. It's, yes. Yeah. It's common with everything. And so communication is important, but I think if you've got good communication, it will increase the good communication with your staff and your volunteers because you've got your leadership team that's involved in things. In, yeah, they're, they're helping with some of the key decisions, and so they know and, what's yeah. the attributes of whatever we're deciding on. And, right. And yeah, so there's better communication. And hopefully, as we'll get into here in a moment, they hopefully understand the vision, understand where we're going. <laughs> but again, this is a little tricky because if you don't, you know, if, 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 the, if your church leadership team is not on the same page or they're not, communication isn't good mm-hmm. in meetings and things like that, then, yeah, there can be a lot of questions. But in a good situation, it's going to increase the communication among for everybody. And uh, this is key for the leaders. And then... And, and, let me say this. It's probably not in my notes, but I'm a big believer that your leadership team has to share some roles in ministry in the church. So they may not be on staff, but they're key volunteers, they're leaders. And so I think they should take responsibility for maybe leading certain teams in your church if they can. So, you know, whether it's being right. the financial team or even things like the tech team. Yeah. Or, so you want them getting their hands dirty a little bit rather than just yeah. coming around and making decisions when they have well, no. Yeah, because I don't know how much I want to share here because I'm, there may be some people listening because I work part time for a church, you know, on the weekends. And when I first came on, they hired me as executive pastor. And one of the things I noticed was our leadership team is a little different than what I've experienced before. But one of the things I noticed was very few of these people were actually doing anything other than coming to a board meeting hmm. and micromanaging us. <laughs> there, I said it. And so one of the first things I brought up was we need to get people involved leading teams. And it took I got a lot of pushback. I don't know. I'm not sure they really understood what I was getting at, even the senior pastor. But now most of the people on our leadership team now are, they have a role, you know, they may not make the decisions, but they, they serve, they're involved in things, they're involved in ministry. So it's much easier now when you have a leadership team meeting, it's more of a leadership team meeting instead of a board meeting, if you get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Right. Because people understand, okay, yeah, I'm leading this small group. I understand how hard it is sometimes in this small group or, you know, and to do small groups. I'm leading this team, you know, leading the ushers and the greeters. So I understand how hard it is sometimes to get volunteers and get the right volunteers. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Whereas you're just sitting on your hands. And, and you know, I know this is hard. I'm probably opening up a can of worms for a lot of people here. But <laughs> uh, people have got to be involved in doing things, not just sitting around. Right. And I think leadership teams need to be, you know, involved. So, anyhow. So, number six on our list. 
uh, it provides a, a leadership team, a healthy leadership team is probably what I should be saying here. Uh, a healthy leadership team provides an already already established council of advisors. So when you know something bad happens, tragedy happens, uh, or a, God forbid, a scandal happen in your church, mm-hmm. they are there, and you know hopefully they're well established and they're going to be there to help the church navigate through a difficult process. Right, and that could include. You know, maybe the pastor ch- changing the pastors, or the pastor gets ill. Right, because, um, yeah, comparing a um, strong senior pastor, which is maybe the senior, would most likely be the senior leader without a leadership team, scandal comes around, church is in a high risk of just failing and going under, right? And splits but, and right. divisions. And, yeah, but if you have a strong leadership team, and even if there's a scandal or problems at the senior level, people can kind of maintain some confidence and go, oh, we've got a good leadership team in place. They'll make the right decisions regarding this issue. Absolutely. So I I think that that's a really important thing to have a leadership team. And and again, again, I know there's probably some people listening here that are pastors, associate pastors, and say, well, our church leadership team looks nothing like this. What do we do? And we'll get to that in a moment, but uh, it's a challenge. You, you, You would have to make some slow progression there with people that are already on. But let's wrap up point number seven. So point number seven, churches that have a unified leadership team are growing twice as fast. Okay, now I don't know where I got this do not. Yeah. Where uh, did you get that? I failed to put it in here. Uh, so let me back off it and say, from my experience, churches that have a unified leadership team are growing. Maybe not twice as fast, but, but I'd have to dig up this stat. I'm sorry I didn't put it in there. I meant to put it in. But the truth is, in my opinion, what I've seen is that good, solid leadership teams help the churches grow. And uh, they will grow and they will be more healthy than those who are not. Right. And I've experienced both. And uh, it's not good just to have a one-man show or even just... Uh, or a one-woman show. Yeah, or even... I'm going to step on some toes probably here, but even if it's just, I mean, there's a lot of churches that have kind of, especially some of the, well, that doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean small churches. A lot of churches have a husband and wife team and you know, that's fine, but you still want to have a leadership team, you know, because that can, you, it would, a good leadership team protects a husband and wife that are in ministry too. But anyhow, let's move on to my little sub point here. So this is how to set up a good leadership team. So if you're going to set up a leadership team or you're talking about making some changes, here's some criteria that you might want to consider. And, you know, you might not want to make these changes right away, but maybe you can slowly begin to make some changes. If you're going to have somebody on your leadership team, you need to look at these five points. Uh, The first one being spiritual maturity. Uh, You know, they need to be mature uh, both spiritually and intellectually and whatever they need to be mature people doesn't mean they have to be 60 years old right but they need to be mature people yeah i've got a little experience with this a church that i was a part of in california um senior pastor assigned someone that was a fairly successful business person in the community and somewhat influential and put them on the the leadership team but they were not a spiritually mature leader, and that actually turned out to really cause significant problems in the church. 
So it was, yeah, it, it pretty much led to the split and demise of the church yeah. based on that one selection. Yep. I've seen that happen. There's one here in Tucson that uh, did the same thing, you know, and I've, I've seen that happen. And it's so there, there needs to be some spiritual maturity on that person that you put involved in your leadership team. The second one is what I call the agenda harmony. <laughs> so the agenda harmony would be something I would call it. Whereas, uh, you know, you're on the same page on how to kind of move the church forward yeah. and, and what you're Does trying to, to accomplish. Do with everyone's agenda, hidden agenda. Yeah, I, making I think, sure that all the agendas are aligned. Yeah, I think there needs to be everybody needs to be on the same page as far as you know where the church is going, the direction the church is going, and and depending on how your church is set up. I mean, the way my church is set up is the the staff pretty much makes day-to-day decisions and even kind of sets some vision. But the leadership team kind of uh, – we, we have a set of what we call – I don't know what you want to call it. Not necessarily covenants maybe. I don't know. But they're a set of here's where we want to – here's where we want our church – here's what we want our church to be. Mm-hmm. And so part of the leadership team does is kind of help make sure we're staying on that course. Mm-hmm. But how to get there – a lot of that has to do with the staff, you know, so the and staff who you comes bring up. in What's right. that? and who you bring in, yeah, who you the... bring in, you know, so uh, the agenda, I mean, everybody, we need to be on the same page. And mm-hmm. so if you're looking at somebody to be on your leadership team and, you know, you maybe start before you put them on, maybe start talking to them a little bit about your vision of your church and yeah. how you do things and where you see yourselves going. If that person is totally bucking you and, or they have kind of, a strong agenda and passion for something that might not be shared. You know, yeah. I can see where somebody may come and say, ah, this church all should all be about children's ministry, and we right. need to just focus on children. The children's the way to reach the family. And, right. yeah. and they say, well, I'm going to get on the you know leadership team so I can steer the church this right. way. That would be a recipe for yeah. bad news. I, I had a church split. I mean, when I was pastoring in Kansas about— Six years into it, we were doing pretty well. And one of my guys on my leadership team, uh, he kind of, I don't know if this was always his agenda. It didn't seem that way for the first couple of years. But he he was, he was got involved in a movement that was very really different than what we were in. And it was a movement I was familiar with that I had been involved in many, many years before. And it just was not where we wanted to go as a church. But he was bound and determined to make this thing happen. And it was, and so he ended up splitting our church and it was a bummer, you know, uh, and I'm not sure he's still even going anymore, but, uh, you know, it hurt a lot of people. So got to be on the right, got to have harmony on the agenda. Your agenda. Where you're going. All right. And then number three, doctrinal, which is doctrinal harmony, doctrinal harmony, doctrinal harmony. Uh, and that's self-explanatory. I mean, you gotta, I mean, right. most churches have a doctrinal statement or here's what we believe. If you're not on the same page with that, there may be some wiggle room there, but you've got to make sure you're able to go along with what yeah, that makes the, sense. The, the doctrine is in the church. And, and you know, sometimes there's there's wiggle room. I call it wiggle room. Sometimes there's, you know, you can have a difference of opinion on things, but it doesn't mean you're trying to push it. So fourth and, one. Or the yeah, fourth one. I don't know. You put this down. I'm not sure what you mean. Reproducers. What does that so mean? So they have to be people that are interested in raising up other leaders, other people, and they want to, they want to reproduce ministry. They want to reproduce other leaders. Mm -hmm. In other words, here's what I feel. And I still feel this way. I, 
I'm always trying to figure out a way to get myself out of a job. And what I mean by that with church work is there's, there's other people that might be able to do something better than me, might be a little more talented, might have uh, the giftings that I don't have. And if I can find those people and get them plugged in, everybody's better off. Mm-hmm. Because there's lots of things to do in church. I can always do something else in, in my church, you know. And, and so uh, you want to find somebody that's got the same idea that, hey, you know what, I, I want to – yeah, I want to be a leader, but I also want to help lead people and raise people up. And raise up and, other leaders. And raise up other leaders and reach the generations and, and connect with people. And so it's not like, hey, I'm I'm gonna I wanna be in this position for status or I wanna you know, I just wanna you know, as we said earlier, just wanna get my agenda through. It's it's more of a I wanna lead, but I wanna serve and I wanna reproduce other leaders. That makes sense. Train other leaders, lead other leaders. And that that's a mark of a good leader. All right. Last point. Friendship. Now, what? So, friendship. So I have this saying, and I got this probably from a movement that a lot of people don't like, so I won't say what it was. But uh, I have this saying, friends first, leaders second. And so, and I stole it from somebody, Bob Mumford or somebody. But uh, I think friendship is what really drives ministry, relationship. And I think if, and I'm not saying you have to be best buddies with everybody, but there needs to be some kinship. There needs to be some solid relationship there. And I'm not saying you have to spend the weekend with everybody every weekend. So this is as you assign people to your leadership team, you want to be friends with them? You want to be friends with them, or you want to at least have the potential where you can see the potential to be friends. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you, you seem you seem like you're puzzled by that. You don't oh, think I'm that's just, true? I'm thinking I'm comparing it to say the business world. Okay, and there's definitely well, on your own leadership team, it's probably true that you want to make sure that you could be friends with somebody. But a lot of times, I mean, you'll, you'll get into meetings of leaders, and there's some people with very different opinions of things, and right. and uh, and want to steer things in different directions, but they typically are not on that same leadership team or they, if they were, they probably shouldn't be. Yeah. So there's, I was also thinking of the, um, was it Abraham Lincoln that as once he became president, wanted to make sure that he appointed somebody with different, um, ideas from his, but I guess friendship still a core. You can still be friends with him. When we talk about leadership teams here, I'm not saying that we want to get everybody that just agrees with everything the senior pastor says, because that goes back to what you said earlier, and that is, you know, just they don't really bring anything to the table. They just say yes, and it doesn't do any good. But I I think, to me, there needs to be some relationship there where there's there's genuine care. I mean, Mm -hmm. what's a friend? A friend is going to care for the person. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, There's genuine concern. I remember this years ago, in actually your church years ago, back in the 90s, uh, we were in some kind of a leadership team meeting, and uh, I was arguing with, actually, I brought brought his name up during lunchtime. He's he's dead now, uh, Doyle Kennedy, a really wonderful guy. But him and I, I was the executive pastor even back then, we were arguing in a leadership team about something, and uh, it was kind of a the direction or what a different little he wanted to go a little different direction in what our church was going. So we were arguing about it, and you know, I guess it got kind of heated. And so at the end of the meeting, I uh, we wrapped up, and I said, Doyle, uh, can I go up to your cabin this weekend up in the White Mountains? He said, Sure, I'll give you the keys. And one of the other guys sitting there, Leon Tremel, 
said, I can't believe it. You guys are just yelling at each other. And now, you know, asking him for keys to his cabin and he's giving them to you like nothing. I said, well, yeah. I said, we're friends. Doesn't mean we can't disagree on things. Doesn't mean we don't have different opinions on things. But we're still friends. Yeah. And we were. And we are. And, well, he's dead now. But So it, there is, I think, room for discussion and disagreement as long as you're meeting these things we just talked about. And, and as long as everybody eventually gets on the same page. But I think friendship is very important. Uh, and I could be wrong on that whole thing. But I think when, when things get rough, you know, it's good to have friends. And especially yeah. if they're on your leadership team. <laughs> that is true. There's, and again, it doesn't uh, mean you have to hang out with them it all the time. It, yeah. And another thing that was, I mean, I, I read a lot of books, listen to about a bunch of podcasts. And they were talking about one of the problems with some of the senior leadership at Twitter was the original people there were hiring all their friends. And so, but that's not what you mean. It doesn't mean hire your friends. It means have a friendship relationship with those on your leadership team. That's all I'm getting. That's all I'm getting. And so guess what? We're out of time. So if you have, you think I'm out to lunch or you think we're out to lunch on this, let us know. If you have something to add to this list about leadership team, send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. We're out of time, so I guess we won't talk about streamingchurch.tv or myflock.com or churchapplive.com or greeter.church. No, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about it. You can go look those up. So we're done. He's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Thanks for your time, and thanks for listening to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Have yourself a great day.